Hello, welcome to the Paranormalist Podcast. As always, I am your host, Kenny Dodson, and I am here with Patty Wilson. Hello, everybody. How are you tonight? Pretty good. Um, we have a new patron, for starters. Awesome. Uh, this is kind of, this might seem like a weird introduction because it's kind of a tack on to something that we already shot a couple nights ago, and uh, we'll explain what it is in a minute. Um, some some stuff went down but anyway uh the new patron is uh alicia gillespie or yes, thank you or alicia gillespie i'm getting for alicia gillespie okay well i'm just throwing out both both possibilities mix and match those uh you know i'm, I'm really bad at this so we'll see <laughs> so let us know which way is correct um but yeah, she's she's a brand new patron, and it came to my attention that a lot of people don't know what Patreon is. Okay. Can we talk about that for a minute? Because uh, people think that when they join our share group, they're a patron normalist, oh. and it seems like I, I think a lot of people aren't reading. They don't read the descriptions all the way down mm -hmm. to what I'm posting, so they don't. They probably don't even see the website link. Okay, so when you join the share group, you're a parapeep correct? Everyone's a pair of people who Everyone's listens as named by the audience. Okay. And we have a share group that obviously is exactly what it is. People share their ghost stories, ask um, questions of other um, listeners and viewers, and we just kind of share the paranormal amongst us. But there is also something called the Patreon. And these are the people that help us to put the show on by financially helping to support us. And um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So basically, you don't make money on a podcast. No. And a lot of people don't even make them on YouTube anymore or anything like that. So if you have a creator that's your favorite, then you can go on and support them directly. So, you know, for the bigger people, it can one day become their job. Right. Uh, that type of thing. Like, this is kind of my full-time gig, but... It's just you don't get paid for it. But that's not the point at this moment. We're trying to grow. Uh, so um, everyone who's contributed so far has helped us buy Facebook ads. And we've grown by a few thousand pe members or, or followers, I mean, in the last two weeks. So it's having a huge impact on the growth of our show. And otherwise, that's all out of pocket for us. And we're getting to a point where it's like, okay, how much money can I put into this? So the, the patrons really stepped up and helped out. And yes, they did. so far, there are 13. Um, I don't know if we want to keep posting new goals like <laughs> let's hit 20 or, or whatever. But um, whenever you contribute to our growth, then we actually give you something. So uh, in exchange for what we ask is is five bucks a month, uh, you get four extra episodes. So that's one a week. Right. And and you'll go on Patreon dot uh, com slash paranormalist and you'll see every week i'll be posting an episode that other people don't get to watch i think some people think that because the tales came from mm -hmm. patreon they were formerly members only that these episodes will come too and they won't so these full episodes that are extra are only for the patrons right. forever and whenever you sign up you'll be able to like if you sign up now we have two months worth of uh patron episodes that you can watch right now. So that's eight of them or whatever. Right. Um, so that is what Patreon is. And I think there's confusion because we have different names. Uh, it's like, oh, Parapeep, there's Patronormalist. I, I need to post like a, you know, a key somewhere <laughs> or something like that. Um, but anyway, thank you, Alicia, 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 Alicia. And we really appreciate you for helping us grow. <laughs> and everybody else. So um, if you're interested in that, uh, there's always links posted. And um, and you'll see why, I think, in this episode, we we really want to grow. Wouldn't you say that? Um, yeah, I, I mean, and it's it's about more than just our vanity, the growing. Um, yeah, we could sit here and do this forever. But the more we grow, the more we inform and educate, and hopefully make an impact for the good for the positive side. Yeah, so this, uh, we didn't know what we wanted to do this week, and we started out with a just a random, just a call, and Patty and I were on Skype, and I happened to be recording, and we were talking about, like, what do you want to do? And she started telling me about some things that have come up in her life, and 
let's just say it sent me on an emotional roller coaster. So it did indeed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've had a couple of days to process and things, um, but I'm going to be happier when this is out for sure than me sitting on it. So um, it, it takes turns, kind of goes towards the dark, but by the end, we hit the light again. So here's our episode, starting with when Patty's talking on the phone. I'd like to talk a little bit about why we tell people we spend so much time warning people in protections. Because it sounds like I sit around and mess with the internet or the, you know, the paranormal every day of my life all day long. And I don't. I have a job and a life like everybody else. Well, is this more important than to tell it to all the people or just these few people? I don't know. I mean, I'm just telling you this is something we should probably talk about at some point. You can always do clips out of it, I guess. Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? So, um, like I said, it sounds like I'm always every day, all day long rolling around in the paranormal and I'm not. I have, you know, weeks and weeks sometimes that go by between events happening. And every so often, an event just bumps into me. But I came across a case today that kind of literally walked into where I was at. And um, it was a young man in his mid-20s. And he sat down opposite me, and we started to talk. And he kept saying, you would think I was crazy. You would think I was crazy. And I said, trust me, kiddo. I've probably heard weirder than whatever it is you you think you can't tell me. So the young man kind of hemmed and hawed for a while. And then he said, last October, this past October, he and his girlfriend decided to go down to Hollow. And they parked and they got out her Ouija board. Of course. And, of course. (laughs) And this is why we spend so much time on this subject. The people that do things like this. And they tried to make a connect to Mr. And nothing happened with the board. Nothing at all. But he was determined he was going to have a, a very creepy paranormal experience. So he had previously done some research on how you can call up demonic entities specifically with the board. Just in case it wasn't rowdy enough any other way. So he proceeds to do this process. Which I'm not going to describe because I don't want 25,000 other people doing it. Yeah. And... Sure enough, the board starts moving, the planchette moving on its own. It's going really weird, and it's spelling words backward. That's really a huge clue for people in my world. Um, The devil does things backward. Reverse the order of things, anything, whether it's talking backward, backward. Spelling things backward, things like that. Walking backward, that's always a clue of something demonic because he's mimicking. But again, you can't mimic as a demon perfectly, so they do it backward. They they literally, and it's, it's a clue. I mean, if somebody told me they saw something walking backward through their house, I would begin to worry. All right, so anyhow, the boy was very sincere here. And he said he went home, and a few days later... Um, He had what sounded like doors slamming that that loud of a thud, but it was right outside the garage. Like something was pounding on the walls of the garage and he was in the garage. He decided to do, he looked through the window, there's nobody there. And then he turned around and like every door in the house sounded like it slammed. Dum, 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 like a domino as fast as they could do it one right after the other. And this is what began what is now a a demonic oppression that's working its way through. So he has three children, children, and he's now sleeping in front of him, and he's not going to sleep until just before daylight because he's watching over them all night. He feels that there's something um, him all the time. He's reported he never had a history of any kind of sleep paralysis or being feeling pinned down in his sleep, but he feels pinned down. When he's sitting there watching his son, his children, and um, 
he said he'll feel like there's something looking at the same spot always. And there's nothing there that you can physically see, but he can feel it so strongly um, that he knows it's there. He reports feeling angry and aggressive and hateful all the time. He's seeking out hateful, angry, aggressive music and just he doesn't care. He's like, other than my kids, I don't care about anything. Like, I honestly think I could kill somebody and not blink. That's how numb I've become. And he's like, it scares me because like I know on one hand, this isn't normal. It's not right. On the other hand, I can't explain it. It's just that it's all started and it's getting worse since we did what we did. So the reason I spend so much time on the podcast talking about it, I don't screw with Ouija boards other than to put them away where they can't hurt people. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I ever mess with a Ouija board. I never use them as a Ouija board. And the reason that I spend so much time on this is because it is so often something that causes harm. He's afraid that whatever's there is going to harm one of his children. There was another friend of his who was there that same night. And a few weeks ago, his little girl woke up with a handprint bruised on her arm as though she had been grabbed by something very hard. And um, it left a, a handprint, thumb and three fingers only. Do they only have four fingers or I've always wondered that. Do they, what does their handprint look like? Is it like a human handprint or depends on the entity? Okay. Well, it depends. It depends on the entity. It depends on whether it's, you know, inside of another human being or what's going on with it. Right. It could be a lot of different things, but in this instance, it appeared as three fingers and a thumb. Okay. And it was so badly bruised. They took this little girl to the ER because they were concerned about what had happened to her. And she said she woke up with it. That something mean woke her up. And grabbed her and scared her. Hmm. So whatever's going on is just beginning. We're at the crossroads of it, if you will. And it's starting to show itself. And it all started because some people decided they had to have a thrill experience... And so they dicked around with a Ouija board. Well, why? And why did he choose something? And they're not the ones paying for it, right? Well, why did he choose to do a demonic? Why? Why couldn't he try to reach out to something else? Like, why would he did that specifically? Well, he's he started out wanting to talk to, her, and then he got nowhere. Right. And he has always felt strong draw toward the negative paranormal world. So he thought it would be really creepy and scary to try this. Mm-hmm. You know, because Sam and Dean always put them away, right? It's when they're done with them. Right. The, the TV shows always put them away. So he thought it would be like this big like show and then it would be over. And then it wasn't a big show with smoke and, you know, black eyes and none of that happened. So they just packed up eventually and went home. But everybody that was in that group of people are beginning to experience things. But it's not them themselves that are having the experiences. It's families. Most of them having young children. Hmm. Uh, it's just, and, and I wonder if all of our warning is actually doing anything or not. You know, like, are these people going to do it no matter what? I don't know. Like, what? who did he want to have black eyes? I don't know. I honestly don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wanted a, somebody in the group to be possessed and look all crazy? Like, what? how... I think they really... They really didn't think about it. They just, just wanted... They wanted a thrill. His exact words were, I was looking for a thrill. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm drawn to that stuff. And I was looking for a thrill. And I tried to explain to him. He's like, well, you should understand you're in that field. I'm not in that field for a thrill. People dig out so people can be safe and happy again. And it's not fun for us. You've met Charlie. You've met Chris. You know how seriously we take this. Yeah. And how 
entertained we we were when we discussed the cases. Yeah, people who said that they didn't they don't believe you to me. Um I'm like all you have to do is watch that episode and you can see the three of them are damaged. Whether you want to say, "Oh, yeah, they really experienced that." is irrelevant. They all three of them aren't faking. They experienced something that took something away from their life. And anyone with a brain cell could watch that episode and realize that it's not fake. You know, if they want to say all three of you accidentally ingested DMT and had the same hallucinogenic experience and it bothered all of you, whatever, but you all did experience something. They can't say you didn't. And that just like infuriates me. Well, it would have been the three of us, five young ladies, two other investigators, and the young gentleman who came in another, the aunt of the one girl. So we would all had to have had the same experience. Right. But, um, you know, it doesn't matter to me whether they believe me or they don't believe me. I'm not here. I know we do this and people take it as entertainment. I get that. And I'm fine with that. But I'm not here them to debate it i'm telling you what happened i'm 35 years into this fucking business i have walked through more haunted houses than most people will ever walk through in their lives i was doing it whenever it wasn't cool to do it there were no tv shows doing it where we whispered about it when we talked on the phone because we didn't want our families to hear about it because people would have thought you were nuts at, at least don't seek it out you know, wh- whether you want it to be real or fake or whatever, just pretend it's not there then, <laughs> you know, don't don't go seeking it out and trying well, to get what this guy it. did. Yeah. Don't court it because you may get unlucky and actually succeed like he did. Now he's spending every night sitting up while his children sleep, worrying that something's going to scratch them or grab them or harm them in some way. Because he was the ringleader of the friends that decided to go out and call up a demon mm-hmm. on Halloween night between midnight and 3 a.m. so they could hit the witching hour. So this was he's been dealing with this since October? And it's like progressively getting worse. And he finally, I bumped into him a couple weeks ago, and he made it a point to bump back into me today and sit there in a private setting. And he said, I don't want you to put me in an insane asylum. But I know what I'm going to say sounds nuts. And I I reassured him that I would listen with an unbiased opinion. Mm -hmm. And as he started to talk, I'm listening for tells and cues, things that I would always listen for. He's got them. Some of the things he told me that he did in the rituals to call it up were legit. Because, see, when you go out there and you get on the websites and stuff, some of it, it's like a mixture of hocus pocus and TV shows and and what have you and. And legit stuff, and it, you can you, you can wiggle some of the hocusy pocusy crap, the 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 fake stuff, as long as the intent is there, it'll still work. Mm-hmm. Works better if you have the whole spell or ritual, but it don't have to have the whole thing. I was gonna say, did the was the Ouija board irrelevant because he was trying so hard to call something? I mean, you didn't really need it, right? Like, I think it would. No, he just used it as he, I. It was the magic. This. I mean, he said to me, I opened the board and I didn't close it. I didn't say goodbye or anything. And I'm like, saying goodbye, I would not have closed the portal. Yeah. I mean, he had it in his head from something he read somewhere on the internet that if you just say goodbye, it all goes away. And it doesn't suck back what you brought through. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we've been, it seems like we've been doing this a lot lately, doing warnings, right? But I, I just don't know if everyone's taking it as seriously. It sounds like even after we did the Ouija, the Ouija board episode, people still wanted to do it, it seemed like. It, it seemed like it almost enticed some people. They feel drawn to it then. It's like, oh, God, we can have a great experience and we can, you know, live through something like that. It is nothing that you want to live through. I don't even know how to tell you it's nothing you want to live through. Dude, I've lived through this multiple times. I've had things happen that I don't want to have happen. You don't want to live through this. You don't want to bring this down on the heads of your family. Yeah, that's the worst part. It, it's it's almost probably never going to be them. It's going to be everybody they care about. The helpless. You have no idea the lengths I've had to go to over the years 
to keep my family safe. And because we all talked about it and agreed that somebody has to help these people that are stuck. So what's going to happen now? I mean, is he asking for your help or is he not even really wanting no, to get rid asking, of it? No, no. He's asking for help because he wants it to get away from his children. That was the one thing he didn't consider. And he told me that. He's like, I figured it would stay there. It would go poof when I shut the board. Right. It would all go away. But it followed me home. Right. Well, it's in my head. It's in my dreams. And now it's in my house. Well, you know who it is, though, right? I mean, he he called it specifically. No, he didn't call a specific one. No. He just threw a big open invitation out to whatever. Okay. I was going to say that could he help you, right? He just opened the door for something to walk in. It could, but it, I mean, at this point, I don't know what it is exactly. I just know it's there. And, you know, we'll go from there. Charlie and Chris and Laura and us. I can't even imagine what that's like for you to have that just walk into your life randomly every now and then. It's like one of those experiences that you'd want to put behind you forever. And it just keeps entering your life. Well, here's the deal. I tell myself, I tell God all the time, you know, if I don't want to do this anymore, I'm getting too old, I'm too tired, I've, I've, I've paid my dues, I've got my chops, you know, whatever, come, come on, find somebody young and new to do this. Mm -hmm. And then somebody comes walking in, even when they do stupid, and part of me just breaks for them, for their pain and their fear. And I sort of catch my breath and sigh and say, okay, one more time. We'll do it one more time. And yeah, that's how I, it works. I have something to say about the Horsefly Chronicles episode. And everyone, if you go back and watch it, you can see. I I start looking like I'm going to cry at one point. And it's when you guys were discussing, you know, do you know anybody that could do this or whatever? And you were pretty hesitant to say, you know, I've done this before because elementals are just a whole nother thing. And it, a part of me was like, please don't volunteer. Please don't volunteer. Please don't volunteer. That's what I kept saying in my head. And you can visually see when you're kind of reluctant to uh, say much. And then people can look at my screen and see that I'm like looking like I'm all torn up about something because I, I did not want that to be you. And you we can tell everybody behind the scenes, I called you that night directly after to talk to you about it because I was yeah. worried. I'm like I I'm like even if they called, I would pray that she doesn't do it. I don't want Patty to do this one. That's what I kept saying. And it's just because I if know they called, I would do it. I know you would. But, you know, they got kids, they yeah. got children. I know you would you know? and you probably should. But as this whole thing was like happening, like you can you can see it that I don't want it to be you. But I know sometimes it's I mean, going to have to be and you know that that's going always, in. That's always the the that's our deal breaker for all, for all of us. The minute someone says, but I got kids mm -hmm. and you will see the sigh kind of go across every face. And Charlie will say, got to do it because we got there's kids involved. And Chris will be, yeah, you got kids. You know, Laura will be like, Patty, they've got kids. And I'm like, I know. I know they got kids. And yeah, I know we're going to go. And I just don't do stupid. Don't make us have to do it for nothing. That's all I'm asking, guys. I mean, if it happened on its own, it's oh, bad enough. Stupid. But yeah, this, I mean, this podcast needs to be as big of a warning as we can possibly make it. And please don't go, oh, well, it is real. I'm going to go do it. Because I don't want you getting hurt. I don't. It's not even just about us not having to go do it. I mean, maybe it's not going to be us at all. But I don't want you getting hurt. I don't want somebody else getting hurt trying to make it go away. Right. I don't want this to carry down generationally in your in your family either. And that crap could happen. And it's no fun when it does happen to you. It's nothing to play with. Talk to my kids. You've talked to my boys. 
they have war stories like 70-year-old men. Mm-hmm. And they talk about stuff that most people would turn pale to talk about. And they talk about it like it's going out to dinner because they've lived through it. And I've talked to them and asked them if they want me to leave it alone. And all they ever say to me is, don't let it touch our kids, mom. It's okay about us, but don't let it touch our kids. Okay, mom? Yeah. And you've been here. You've been in my home and heard them talk. Yeah. Yeah, the you're the one son that helps with you said he helps with exorcisms or uh whatever. He he had some him and his wife said that they experienced stuff while those periods of time were going on. It's just Yeah, whenever I'm working a case and they'll call me and say, even I well first of all I will warn them most of the time. But if it bumps into me really fast and I don't have time and Michael call me and he'll say, Mom, what are you doing? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yeah, why? Because Andy wouldn't sleep for the last three nights. He just lays in bed at night and stares at the wall. I know there's something going on and something trying to get in here. So I've been up all night praying. Yeah. And I'll say, well, I could stop. And he's like, nah, it's okay, mom. Just keep the kids safe. Okay. Just keep the kids safe. Right. Yeah. So, you know. But I mean, for a long time, like we've gotten closer and closer and it's just, Every time I think you have to go do something, it makes me upset too. Even though I know I'm not going to be going, <laughs> you know. No, you're not going. You're going to a nice, friendly little Casper haunting when it's your turn. Maybe. When the 200th patron. Yeah, nice, 200 patron. Casper. We have no. <laughs> we have a little bit nice, of a while to go, Casper but haunting. yeah. But and I promised you that, and believe me, I check my hauntings out really good before my guys go, so we know what we're walking into. I'm not but opposed to, to haunted restaurants and things because I know they're they're probably not going to follow. <laughs> they're going to just stay there. Not as a rule. I mean, they, there's no guarantees, but nothing no, is a rule. But yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think the hangman at John Bonet is going to be leaving anytime soon. Now he's been hanging around there for a long time. But oh, good, we needed that humor after that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I guess we did. But I just wanted people to know. This is how it walks into me every time. I don't go hunting them down. Mm-hmm. So don't do stupid, please. It's not it's not a thrill. Unless you like not misery. Some people do. Some people want to know and what it's the, like to experience, you know, a demonic that was the thing or something. That sort of struck me about that young guy. Is that's exactly how he thought about it. Like he is so he was so far from God in his thinking that it was going to be cool ass to call this up. And he never, he told me, he said, I never thought about it coming after my family. Right. Yeah. And that's what I, I think, I don't know if it was in the comments or the description of the, the Ouija or I don't know, one of the posts or something. But I, I said, you know, sure, ignorance is bliss unless it's something like this. Then those entities are not going to care if you did it for fun, if you did it by accident, you know, they, they don't, they, it, that's of no consequence to them. They're going to come anyway. They have a whole different agenda. Yeah. And if you walk into it and you're vulnerable, they'll take advantage of it. Yeah. But there are times in life where you go, Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be like that. Okay. You don't but get a do over on but, this. But this, and, and that those events happen without anything you could maybe control or anything like that. But this happens at a greater rate than what your random by chance would happen. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to bring up like what situations that could apply to, but for this, for paranormal purposes, I mean, it happens too often. And he said to me today, and this is what I hear a lot. I can't believe I got lucky enough to bump into you. I had no clue what to do. And I tried to talk to, and he told me this. He said, he talked to this chaplain and he told me that there's nothing I could do and there's nothing he could do and I should just let it alone. It'll get better. And um, he's like, 
I, I don't even know how I managed to find you. And he wasn't hunting for me. I want you to understand that. He was in a totally different situation for something else. And he just literally brought it up thinking I was going to think he was crazy. And then I stopped the conversation and said, before you go any further, let me reintroduce myself. Hi, I'm Patty Wilson, and I have been a ghost hunter for 35 years. And so what you're saying is probably stuff I've heard before. So if you want to continue, that's fine. If you want to stop now, it's fine too. And he just looked like he was going to cry. And he said, oh my God, I'm so lucky found you. I got to tell somebody, man. And he just, it just came out. I mean, I don't think that's chance. I don't think that's random. After the many times I had it happen to me, I don't think so either. You know, when I was not doing something I don't do every single day of my life, I was just going about my life. Mm -hmm. And this guy just happened to be there, happened to be there at that exact moment and, and took the opportunity to say something and then say, could I talk to you in private? Yeah, and what what made him say it? He doesn't know. He said he just felt like he needed to talk to me. Right. And it makes you wonder if he had prayed about it. You said he wasn't really. He's not really prayerful, but he's scared. I mean, I'm guessing he asked some, put the words, I need help out there somewhere at some point. Even if he didn't put the words out, just his emotion of, oh my gosh, I'm over my head. I don't know what to do, God. Yeah. You know, and then a couple months later he bumps into me right and and i told him to stay calm and gave him some stuff to do and said you know we need to walk our way through this thing little by little because i don't want to make a big fight if i don't have to but we'll see if i have to i have to Hmm. wow I mean, we could just keep this conversation going because we're halfway, we're almost to a full episode. So. <laughs> and I would like to give this to all the all the people instead of just yeah. the patrons because I think everyone needs to hear this. But I just, well, I just thought people should know what life is like. I mean, it isn't, I love the book signings. I love the writing part of it. Although there are nights whenever I'm writing, if. I look up, I'll see shadows slide across the wall, and I'm thinking, okay, that's enough of this now for tonight. In your um, house? This particular house. I've had it in other houses, but not this one so far. Okay, I was going to say. But then I have not done a lot of really negative writing in this house either. Um, and I do a lot of prayer work now before I start that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I've learned from experience, it's best. But... um Yeah, like, you know, it's been a it's at this point, I don't know if we would have released Casey's episode or not. But I mean, she was messing around with tarot cards and stuff. And look what it did to her family. You You know what I have? I have seen nothing good come from that kind of stuff. I I know of a family where um, the woman got involved in that stuff. The mother of two children. It, her marriage fell apart. She she was a very highly trained and intelligent woman, and she because she struggled financially constantly. Um, her mother was into witchcraft as well, and the oldest boy jumped out of the attic window at the side because of what he said was after him, and slit his wrists when he was sixteen. Her other son was decapitated in a car accident at 19. She lost everything that ever mattered to her playing with the, with all of that really went insane. I'm not exaggerating at all. I mean, I'm not talking she had Alzheimer's. She went freaking insane and they lost their properties they they and they were property people. They lost everything. When a nine year old child jumps out of an attic window to get away from the bad man, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, what was and the fact that you're willing? What what was you know, her to reason take and for to keep doing it? 
Oh, she kept it going oh, even was, after then? She kept after that. Oh, yeah. It's like gambling, she isn't continued. it? She continued. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like an addiction, yeah. She She's still, to the best of my knowledge, doing it today, and both of her sons are dead. And she doesn't see the correlation between the two. How? I mean, it's pretty explicit. Because she's got blinders on. Just like a gambler doesn't see how he's financially destroying his family. Right. Or a drug addict doesn't care that they're tearing apart their family life. Right. But usually they realize after it's all gone. I mean, hers is all gone and it still doesn't matter. She's still actively addicted to it. She's actively bound to it in some way. I, I, I knew this family since I was a child. And this was two generations messing with this stuff. And they now there's they have to say there's family members who do see it okay and they've stepped away from it completely but she lost both her sons her mother her property her ability to work everything and she that's what she does all day she sits there and plays with the tarot cards and messes with this stuff and talks to dead people on her ouija board well it sounds like they keep her company well, apparently maybe they that, do. Maybe that's what she wants. Aren't alive to do. Right. I mean, what? I don't know. What did she start to begin with? Was it to just to reach something she just for fun, or was it? Oh, okay. She started as a teenager when her mother taught her. Oh, so her mother her was mother like was that too. Her mother was first generation. Yes, her mother was first generation. She was second generation. I don't know if it goes further back in the family than that. Um, Sounds like a generational haunting almost. But not a haunting. It's like not a, a haunting. It's, it's um, almost like a a bondage. Hmm. The mother was bound, and then the daughter bound herself to it too. And then, whatever was there, she, the children, the boy, jumped out of his grandmother's attic window to get away from it. And then they said he had mental problems because he kept talking about the black man, meaning the black shadow person type mm. thing so then he learned to keep his mouth shut and deal with it on his own um he survived the jump out he broke his leg and his arm okay and um, he still died later anyway and he died at the age of 15 and then um he slit his wrist and then her other son was brought into the whole thing and at the age of 19 was decapitated in a car accident I mean, I don't know what needs to happen to some people, like a house fall in your head. Let alone, man. I mean, it sounds like they don't fear death anyway. So that wouldn't even be the worst thing. For like, them. That's the worst thing in the world that would happen to me is have something happen to my kids. Right. For most people. But she does not see the connection at all. The one thing I find amazing is like she will, she'll sit and try to talk to her kids through the boards and stuff. Yeah. I almost didn't do so, this podcast. Did you know that? Why? Be- because I, we, we had just done our first thing and somebody was basically telling me to leave the paranormal alone. When I was like, oh, I started this new oh, podcast. I telling yeah. And... And she was like, you know, just don't do it. Stay away from it. I'm like, no, you know, I'm doing this with Patty. Patty helps people. I need to help her get the word out about things like this. That's my role. That's my uh, thing in all this. You know, whether whether I was on the podcast or not, uh, to me, w- wouldn't necessarily matter. I know some people hate that I'm on the podcast. You know, I don't know why they would, because I have to tell you, I think, I think this would be the same podcast without you. And I think you were meant to be here from the beginning. It wouldn't be as out of the box. Crazy. <laughs> That's for no, sure. No, seriously. I mean, but, all the other stuff aside. Um, I know. But but like I, 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 I really was saying, like, there have been comments saying, like, to get rid of me as a co-host, basically. But I don't care about no, that. That's their problem. Well, yeah, it's their problem. But I, I don't care about that because, you know, that's that's not what I'm doing it for. I'm not doing it to be known. Uh, I'm not doing it for any other reason than to get 
word the word out to ask questions to expand on the things that you have to tell people and you know this person said okay let her deal with it let let her let her help people and keep in mind this is a very like christian person okay and i'm like that literally is the least christian thing i could ever imagine anybody saying and it made me sick and i'm like you preach the peace and and harmony and everybody get along and help others and do this do that and then you tell me not to spread a message that could help people i i was like one and then i said i i said well you know i i really think i need to do this anyway and they and and they said something and i'm like what are you saying you're never going to talk to me again and they said i don't know i'm not sure this is a person i've known for years and suddenly they're just going to turn their back on me because i want to do a a paranormal podcast and attempt to help people and yeah we tell stories we do that for the entertainment purposes to keep people coming back but it's like tony robbins said give people what they want so they can get what they need and that's how i approach this podcast i'm like yeah we want to give people stories we want to give people entertainment we want to think outside the box but sometimes we need to inject that dose of reality to yeah. people to to do something or not and that's the whole purpose of me doing it but after she told she said all that mm-hmm. and it just ate at my brain for for weeks because like we we went a couple weeks between recording episodes in the very beginning right and then i finally had to tell you it and and somebody i've talked to two other people i didn't tell you this i talked to two other people besides you about this and the one said do you think that god is not going to protect your family and i said no I I never once thought that that would be a possibility that I would be left on my own. And she's like, well, then you have your answer. So then I, I called up my other friend and he doesn't really believe in paranormal stuff, but he is involved in a church too. And, and he pretty much said like, if your goal is to help, then how can you not? And I said, you're right. You know, and it, it, Every now and then when we talk about this stuff, everybody knows I'm slightly like dismayed to talk about it because I just don't want it. But this needs to be said. And these other paranormal podcasts, they don't do that. I want to tell you a ghost story. I want to freak you out. I want to tell I want to do a review about this horror film. I want to talk about these scary monsters in the horror films and make a joke of it. Like, oh, the demon was so scary in that that film. Right? But they do not say anything about what they're really like. And I mean, we're a small corner of the internet, right? And we're this small little podcast. We would like to be bigger and not because we want to be rich, not because we want to be famous, not any of that. We want to be able to reach more people so that we can tell them what they need to know sometimes. You know, you see Patty crying. I'm on the verge of tears now because this this was a decision that weighed on me heavier than any other decision I've ever made in my life doing this podcast. And I just couldn't turn away from it, you know, because I know that this needs to be out there. And we talked, when we talked that day, I also told you that you are my friend. And if you decided not to do it, it would make no difference whatsoever. And I wanted you to know so you didn't feel like you had to make a loyal choice or any of that stuff because it was never about that for me. Right. And and, and it was never like, you know, it was kind of like, oh, well, Patty doesn't have a vehicle to get her message out or her, you know, tell her stories or whatever. If I don't do it, I, I did think about that. And when you told me that, that was a relief, you know, but... I just have to. God would provide. Yeah. And I, right. I I do believe that. And that was one of the most powerful things that my friend said to me was, do you think God won't protect you from that? And 
there was no doubt that he would and that's why we're here this is like all this led up to this this podcast almost didn't happen so i'm glad you brought that up because i have been thinking about it and we never did tell people the realities and the behind the scenes of this podcast because it's not to be joked around with and i knew that going in no and my kids have learned a lot about faith over the years, and I had to learn a lot about trusting God to take care of everything, because I can't be everywhere at one time, and I have to make choices that are tough sometimes. Right. And I figure I just go where my heart tells me to go, and God will take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. So if you learned so, anything from this podcast, just please don't do this. And, you know, people just do it anyway. Just, it's not funny. It's not glamorous. It's not a game. And yes, I get some of the people wrote in and said things like, well, I, I did it and nothing happened to me. So what? And and I'm glad. I'm so immensely glad you'll never know. That's what I said. That nothing happened to you. But please know that these things can wait 20, 30, 40 years. I, As you can see, we've had a lot of technical difficulties on this episode, and um, we're recording this a couple days later. So anyone who's listening who's confused, uh, we're wearing different clothes on the video. So <laughs> it's definitely a different day. Um, but we we had you know a terrible time trying to finish that episode, so we ended up just having to you know start it again, start the ending, because I was getting to a place where I wanted to wrap it up on a good note. And not where we left it. And I was starting to do that when your video went haywire. So um, basically what I was just going to say is that um, for us, like you could see how emotional both of us got in that episode. And we, for me anyway, the most rewarding thing, the thing that makes all of weighing all those options and the decision to do this podcast and everything worth it is when we get the message from somebody telling us how much they helped, uh, we help them. Right. And and I don't know if that's the same for you because, I mean, you've been helping people your whole life, basically. But for me, it's why I started doing it and it's the reason uh, that I do it today. And that every time I start doubting the podcast, that keeps me going. It's those people that need us and... And I think that there's probably more of them out there that have contacted us already. But yeah, we hear an awful lot about people who feel like they were isolated alone, that they were crazy because of what they've experienced and they were afraid to tell people or have told people in the past and struggled with people disbelieving them mm-hmm. or being um, threatened with mental health issues and stuff like that. We've had a lot of different things happen. Um and so this has become a very much a safe zone for people who have paranormal um, pasts and or presents and they're struggling with it. And it makes them feel like they have a place they can come and bring it and, and work it out with us or with uh, um, the other patrons and on the other um, para peeps and what have you. And it was um, for that reason, we, we see a lot of, of people who tell us. I can't, I can't believe I finally found an, a group of people who understand what's going on in my life. Um, we've had some cases where we've actually impacted them in a very, very personal way because of talking with us or because they had stuff ha- happening and, and uh, myself for my team um, have worked with them on an, an issue. Yeah, and even for your own team. Or given them the confidence. Even for yeah. your own team to be on this podcast was therapeutic for them. And that that was good for. I think I mean, it was. Yeah. I I appreciated that they appreciated me having them in my house. You know what I mean? Like this that may this makes it all a hundred percent worth it and achieves the goal that. Well, my first goal. I wanted to make the paranormal normal. I wanted to help those that need help currently, and I wanted the information that we put out there and everything to help people in the future who may not even know they need help right now. Or to stop them from doing certain things like we talked about in this episode and previous episodes. So I think we're doing that. And as we grow, we're hitting, we're reaching more people and being able to do more for the reason that we started this thing in the first place. 
I do agree. And, um, you know, I just want to make sure we keep pushing people towards the light because yeah. there is hope and we want you to know that. Yes. And, you know, like, comment, share, all that stuff that that helps us. You're, you're basically a part of us and you're helping get such a message out yourself. And I think if we have this large chain, this large web, uh, you know, that that can do a lot of people good. Well, you know, we have talked a lot about how belief in something can create something like a tulpa, mm -hmm. but belief in good can create something too. And it's hope and it's um, a positivity that may not be there right now. So this group has really become is becoming a family. You can see it in the people who are there all the time. Some of our uh, our uh, patrons who have been with us since the very beginning and some of our own new ones, and we're creating well beyond anything we anticipated what is becoming seriously a kind of a family where we see certain names and certain faces and we're, oh, there's so-and-so. We haven't heard from them in a week. Yeah, absolutely. And there's <laughs> there's somebody who, uh, sorry, I forget, I, I didn't write down your name. I'll have to go back and look. But um, she said, like, I was engaging with her from the paranormalist profile. And mm -hmm. she's like, this is so cool. You're actually answering us. And I'm like, that's what, that's the goal. You know, like that, that's, we want you to interact with us. So, uh, you know, Kenny answers almost everybody. He tries really hard and he'll at least let you know he's seen it. Um, and then if, if it's something that's a little more detailed or if I have the chance to, I try to go in as much as I can and answer folks as well. Um, it's just that because I work the hours I'm working right now because of the everything that's going on in the world, I don't always get as many hours to do it. I may have an hour a day to do it, whereas Kenny's putting a whole lot more hours than that into it. He really is. He's putting his heart, mind, body and soul into this thing. So please don't think it's futile if you put a comment in or anything like that, like we're most more than likely going to see it. And if we don't happen to respond to you, just do it again and we'll get you on the next one. I mean, we're, right. we're accessible. And if like I've had, well, actually I've done it three or four times now where people have put on lady put on a post last night where she needed some help I could give her a call. And I saw it at five 30 this morning, texted her and, and I talked to her today. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're definitely there to try to be a support for you if possible. Absolutely. So uh, keep those comments coming. Uh, keep the questions coming for the lives. We'll, we're going to continue doing lives probably every other week, I think is what we decided on. So yeah. if, uh, you know, if you need anything, just hit us up and we'll see what happens. But thank you to everyone who's helped us grow so far. And if we keep doing this, like hopefully we can make a difference. Amen. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.